evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is OT with Mons and Moose. I'm Mons. I'm Moose. Can we take Can we take a moment of silence for me? Yes. All right, thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, you're welcome. All right. You know what I'm saying? Listen, without me, this shit wouldn't be popping. Let's be real. Oh, okay. Well, let's let's be real. I like to think of us as a team here. There ain't no team, baby. What do you mean? Ain't, ain't no, no team. team. <laughs> ain't no team. Dude, you know what? I think we just have a nice. Kumbaya. This is all about me, bro. Let's just have I'm a just kumbaya. Out here, I'm out here doing what I need to do. You know, podcasts would love to have me. I'm the one that's creating all the glam, all the fame right now. I mean, this shit's crazy. Joe Rogan needs to already hit me up. It's all happening. So do you edit the podcast and upload the podcast? I do everything I need to do. <laughs> you just show up. <laughs> That's all I got to do. Without me, you can't do it. I mean, I could do it, but I don't want to do it. You can't do it. I mean, I it's, can do it. it. I just don't want to do it. I like you, you, what? you would suck at it without me. That's not That's not true. Come on. You would suck at it without me. No, man. Just like Tom Brady would suck without AB. Oh, yeah, okay. Dude. <laughs> all right, well, literally <laughs> when we uploaded the podcast last week... The day after is when all hell broke loose. All hell. He, did you watch any of that interview? I, I did watch quite a few clips. Um, I watched about probably 20 minutes of it continuously, and I still stick by my statement that he has CTE. Okay, well. The amount of shit that that man was saying in, in the clips and just the way he dissing Tom Brady, to me, is it's like – He's out of his fucking mind, bro. Well, if you guys don't know, first of all, if you're listening to this, you already know what happened with AB. We don't need to go into that. So he went on, I think it's called the Full Send Podcast, and um, he was talking with these three dudes who host it, and I guess the, the like the one the one head dude is pretty well known. I haven't, I've never listened to them. I don't know who they are. I've never heard of them as well. <laughs> um, but no, he came in. You know, of course, AB being AB kind of made it about himself. But what kind of yep. annoyed me about that whole podcast and the whole interview was they pandered to him. Oh, my God. When everyone was like, no, for real, for real. Let's be real. I'll be real. I'll I'm be like, real. All right, I'll be real. AB. AB's number one. I'm like, what? I'm like. You think he's number one wide receiver in the NFL right now? It's not even close, bro. He's not even the number one on his team. And they said, oh, yeah, AB's, AB's top. I'm like, first of all, Mike Evans is better than you. Chris Godwin, when he's healthy, is better than you. You can even make the case that Gronk is still better than you. Oh, my God. You're fourth on the on the chart. You're fourth. So in what world are you are you the best here? And they pander to him. Which, look, I understand because you really don't want to say anything to really upset him to make him leave the conversation. But yeah. at the same time, like, you got to kind of, like, keep his, <clears throat> keep him in check a little bit. Because I think that's yeah, what I'm... that's what everybody was kind of looking for, but you you, you kind of you babied him and you didn't say anything negative about him. I'm like, dude, at least check him, like, at at least throw something his way that may stir some kind of debate or argument or something. Because you babied him, and that's not what people want. Like, you want him to say, "Oh, I'm the best thing." No, like he's he's like, "Who's Tom Brady without AB?" I'm like. What? 
Yeah, I'm like, he's got uh, a lot of rings without you. I'm like, this is the dude that went to war for you, and then you question his friendship and his loyalty? Like, come on, dude. You can't be serious. I mean, he, to be honest, like, it, in the beginning of that podcast, nobody really said anything that was that offensive to him, and he was already getting defensive. Oh, yeah. Like, like already. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, they didn't say anything. He's like, no, no, no. Like, like, you know, you, you just took what I said about you working, you know, in a, in a line at a fast food chain, like all for real and serious. I was like, dude, nobody was saying that. Like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, for real. He doesn't, just from that interview alone, he doesn't know how to take criticism well. No. You, You can see it. The second that, that anybody tried to, like, diminish him or argue against him, he got super defensive, and he's just like, eh, no, I'm the best, I'm the best. I'm like, no, no you're not. And and I think they pandered to him because they just didn't want him to walk off set. That That's personally. what I think it was, and I understand why you do that, to make him kind of stick around for a little bit longer. Yeah. But again, yeah. at the same time, like, you got to kind of, like, this is a dude that is the story for the past two weeks now. You gotta kinda... And you're the first people to have access to him. Why not try to get it out? Like, why not... If you guys have an argument on air, that'll make viewership go up a lot more than pandering to him. what else could you want? What else could you want for? The people... awesome. Like, when they they posted it, and I was reading through some of the comments, people people were pissed. Like, Like, I was. I was watching, I'm like... What are they doing? Why are they doing this? Like, have a decent conversation where you actually call him out on his crap and go from yeah. there. But you're just like, oh, yeah, you're the best on the box. I'm like, no, yeah, no you're not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're, nowhere, exactly. you're nowhere close. But, like, not even, no. aside from the podcast, because I want to digress from that podcast, but there was a lot of crap that came out after that. Like, like the whole situation in itself. From what AB said was, he was too hurt to go back in. His ankle was busted up, which I believe because earlier in the season he did have that ankle injury and everything like that. So that on that yeah. front, I I kind of believe that he wasn't a hundred percent. Um, then he said Bruce Arians like you're done. He gave him the the next slash like thing. I'm like, I don't think Bruce Arians did that. I I don't know. Um, there's no video to prove that. Yeah, but, there isn't. But again, I don't know. I wasn't on the sidelines. I'm going off what I saw. Um, the ankle, I think, so, was a problem. Yes, yes, definitely a problem. And I think, well, there was text messages that came out that that he and Bruce Aarons were talking like the day before, and they were going to meet up and everything. Which, if you look at the text message, they're a little suspect, just because like. AB has been on the Bucks for how long now, and he hasn't had Bruce Arians' number. And the first sentence in the text message was, "This is BA." Like he he was talking as if somebody faked the text messages, so it made it look like he was actually talking to Bruce Arians. Yeah. So, so I'm like, what What are you doing, man? Yeah. And, what the hell's happening? Bro? And then <laughs> and then the night before the Jet game, he. He had an OnlyFans girl sneak into his hotel room who had COVID. Hey, bro. So, Listen, bro. You gotta do what you gotta do. But it's like, what are we doing? And the fact 
the one the kicker of all this was I can't wait to play next season. <laughs> what? You think you're playing? First of all, you shouldn't get another opportunity. These no, we shouldn't. These owners and these GMs and whoever should not be giving this dude another chance. Cause not for nothing, he's out in Pittsburgh, he's out in New England, he's out in o- in Vegas, and the vaccination cards in Tampa. That's four chances right there, if not five. And now yeah. another time added on. You think another team wants you? Like this is. I don't see it. I, I I proposed this question on the last podcast, like in the little comment section. When does when does attitude outweigh the talent? Because we all know that AB AB is still a decent receiver. Don't get me wrong. I think he adds value to a wide receiving core. Do I think he's AB of old? Absolutely not. Because who gets what wide receiver do you know gets better as the in the back of back end of their career? Honestly, yeah. What is it going to no. be? His thirteenth season or something? Yeah. So you don't usually get better. So why does he deserve another chance? I mean, AB of old, sure he can get another chance because he's younger, he's more explosive then. But now it's like you're bringing so much negative media to your team, and you're putting yourself over the team that you, that simply can't be a thing. No. And and the fact that. I guarantee there will be teams that look at him, and look if you can't yes, make if, there will be. if you can't make it work with Tom Brady, you can't make it with anybody else. I'm sorry, you simply can't. This dude went to war for you. He he took you in. You lived at his house. For God's sake, and you 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 sit there on that podcast and you question his loyalty and his friendship. Come on, dog. I mean, I think the whole situation, I think, stemmed from the incentives and the catches and the targets. Personally, that's what I think. Because he was saying how he got like 15 passes thrown to him in the Carolina game. And then this Jet game, he got like five targets with three catches or something. I think that's what it really came down to. I I know that AB and his like agent wanted the Bucs to make the incentives guaranteed money which again doesn't make any sense because that defeats the purpose of an incentive why would i just give you two million dollars for no reason yeah so it doesn't make sense in that front and the fact that he wasn't getting the targets i think was probably the tipping point but again if you're another team and you see this i don't know how you could possibly even Think about signing him. I don't care how depleted your wide receiver core is. There's no way this dude should be on not only on a not on a team, but he should not be playing football anymore. And it's just, at what point do you just say it's not even worth the headache anymore? If you're sitting, well, I- if you're sitting there and you're Tom Brady and you hear this, what do you what do you think? It just. It's mind blowing. I think to to me, I think what you're seeing right now is that you are seeing, um, you are seeing a team basically say, "You're not what you used to be, and your headache is not worth 
the bull like the headache is not worth it anymore. Yeah, and whereas with AB, it was worth it when he first went to Oakland because he just came off of still being really good and not being that old. But now the fact that he's 33, going to be 34, whatever it is, he's not going to get any better with age. The fact that he's been hurt on and off, it's obviously it's going to continue that way. But also with the attitude off the field, this whole podcast, basically I looked at that entire podcast as let me just burn my whatever glimpse of career that I thought I would have had. Let me just burn the whole damn thing down. He made it all about himself, and and that's the problem, is when you're so self-centered and you're like that, nobody wants to be around you, and nobody wants you on their team. No. And it sucks because he does have talent that teams would kill to have, but at this point, it's not even worth it. Like you said, it's not worth the headache anymore. Like, no. if, if a team signs him, I, I will be a little... I, I can't say upset, just as long as it's not my team. Then whatever. <laughs> it, it's just another topic we could talk about on the show. But it shouldn't it should not happen. I don't think it will happen. But again, crazier stuff has happened. And I, I just it's just so mind blowing that this dude potentially has yet another chance to do this all over again. And it's just, I, it's, it's just it's that that whole big uh that's just a big problem for them really i mean and like you said like you hope like your team obviously doesn't sign him there was obviously some people that said that the cowboys should sign him immediately since gallup went down i mean that would that would have just been ludicrous um but i look at someone like ab and when i hear him talk i can't even help but like there's a small sliver of me that just goes on i just feel bad for him because clearly he is not in the right state of mind, and he's clearly fucked up after that hit. There's no doubt in my mind that he has CTE. Just the way he talks, the way he thinks. Um, honestly, he kind. Of, I mean, if he wasn't a little in the bag, he sounded like he was a little in the bag in that interview. Um, I know he had a beer with them, but just everything that came out of his mouth, and like you said about Brady. The guy went to town for you and, and fought for you, and that's what you say. Well, you know, he's not going to be anything without me. Dude, the guy had Randy Moss, so you're not the best receiver he's ever played with. Yeah, no offense. Especially at this part of your, your career. You're nowhere close to the best receiver. No. And, dude, I don't know. I, I just – he is just – he's burned every bridge, at least, at least the ones that he made after Pittsburgh. It just seems like he, he burned every single bridge. Yeah, with Brady, Vegas, whoever. It's just it's all gone, and I think so. And the fact that he threw the the kicker was when he threw Brady under the bus. That was the one that got me. I'm like, like what are you doing, dude? Like yeah. he he says he has a good support system around him and everything. I'm like, do you actually have a good support system around you? Because not for nothing, it doesn't seem like you do. And the fact and like you were saying in the interview, he re- he refers to himself in the third person. Yeah, he, he says AB likes to play football. AB AB wants the contract. Like, Listen, dude, yeah. just say I want the contract. You're you're acting like AB is a character in a TV show. <laughs> like, I my thing with him is is I really think he doesn't feel like he should not be the number one wide receiver on a team. 
Um, and listen, he's, he had at least three games this year where he had 100 yards. And yeah. another game where I think he had 90 yards. So clearly, he still kind of got it, right? It, it's not that we're saying he doesn't still have talent. Yeah. But when you look at the headache that comes with that talent. It's just not worth I'm it. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not I'm not signing up for that. Yeah. Just be like last year, let's be honest, he went to Tampa Bay last year and he shut up. And, and I was like and I said I go I go if he could play like that, if he could just shut up and just play. And granted, I think they only had him for like half a year or whatever. But if he could just show up, shut up and do what he's got to do, I'm like he just makes them even better. Yeah. He adds value Without to that wide receiver core. That's already pretty damn good. Yeah. But, again, even at the start of the season, you really didn't hear much from him. No, you didn't. Until, and listen, uh, really until the vaccination card thing, you really kind of heard about him. <laughs> yeah. And if you have if you have AB from 2013 to, like, 2018, Yeesh. dude, yeah, bro, he was number one. Like, yeah. you, <laughs> zero doubt. It's not even close. No, 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 no. It's not close at all. But, I don't know. I, I just don't think he deserves – he doesn't deserve to be in the league anymore or be on a team. And and he was saying stuff about Gronk and, and the money and everything. I'm like, dude, shut up. You don't deserve a big contract. You just simply don't. But I can't believe, like, you're going to act like 3.1 million is, like – Chump change. Like, <laughs> chump change, bro. It, it's, it's more than you're going to get out in the market. Because, again, teams know your history and nobody wants to deal with it. Just take the money yeah. because you do add value when you're not talking about yourself or making it about you. Just shut up. You you have a good chance to win another ring with Tom Brady. Just shut up. Yeah. You have a good team. Just because you weren't getting catches against the New York Jets that you need to freak out? Like, come on, dude. Just get – he needs to get a – a grip because it's yeah. it's ridiculous because some some people don't get as many chances as ab has they simply don't no 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 absolutely not and it's and it's it's crazy that he keeps getting picked up by these teams and it's just i just think it needs to end i'm 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 sick and tired of of, of hearing about antonio brown granted i think it's funny at times but like listening seeing the situation from an outside perspective, and then listening to him talk, I'm like, you got to think that yeah. there's something wrong here. You yeah. can't sit there and, and say that. You listen to this interview and say everything, A.B. is 100% in his right mind. Because I don't think he is. No, not at all. Whatever. I digress. I just, I, it needs to be over with him. But again, there will probably be a team or two that call him and, and offer him a contract. And it's all like going to happen again. <laughs> no, I don't think it'll happen with the Jets. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to Black Monday, my friend. Black Monday. It's a thing. It is. And I usually like it. It's always intriguing. Yeah. There was a, there was a shocker this year. Again, we, There we, definitely we, was a shocker. We, we talked about the one, like, we talked about, um, you know, um, Zimmer probably going um yeah. the giants actually got it right yeah but let's be honest they were forced well they i were, they originally weren't going to do it and then i think well, the amount of scrutiny that came their way 
They're well, like, you know what? We got to pull the plug. Well, I think because Gettleman retired, it kind of forced Joe Judge to be fired. Because I think whoever the GM they would have brought in probably would have tried to push him out anyway. Well, because what 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 GM wants to go to a team that they can't pick their own head coach? Yeah, it's it's brutal. so. And look, let's be honest: the Giants have been abysmal over the past couple years under him. Absolutely awful. Like I have some stats here: offensive points per game last, offensive efficiency last, yards per play last, touchdown per drive percent last. Points per drive last. Win loss is tied for twenty seventh in the league. Good God. You can't on a team that is so they are they are in bad shape because they don't have a quarterback. They don't have a they really don't have a running back. They're their big free agent signing didn't even catch a touchdown this year. No, he didn't. You you drafted Kadarius Tony who is not doesn't seem like it's the right pick and you have and you're loaded with bad contracts. So, yeah. What what are you going to do? And you had the the balls to sit there and say, "Oh no, we're going to run it back with Gettleman and Daniel Jones and Joe Judge." This was a couple weeks ago. That that's what they said. How how can you sit there and say that that is okay to be out there and to run a, run a franchise? Yeah. You can't. There's nothing there. This is a it's... team that has not drafted well and have continuously looked bad really ever since the boat picture. And they haven't done anything. At, yeah. least, at least these teams, like the Jets, like the Browns, even, even the Lions fight hard. They're at least making strides to get better, where they it seems like they have a good head coach and a good GM that's going to go out and get them pieces that they need. Where the Giants, you knew you knew you needed a quarterback, but you drafted running back. All I don't know if it was to pander to Eli or to make Eli feel safe or whatever, but you messed up, and not having a quarterback sets your franchise back at least five years. You need to figure it out, and the fact that they it took them this long to fire them is just mind blowing to me. But at least, at least they did it. Yeah, well, they they had to do it, man. They 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 suck. <laughs> they were really bad. Um, when you watch the Giants, uh, Joe Judge is going to get a lot of hit criticism, and mid season Jason Garrett got a lot of criticism. And their offense wasn't any better without Jason Garrett and possibly was worse. Their first round pick Tony and Galladay together combined for zero touchdowns. That's a very big problem. Saquon, get rid of him. You might as well. Um, but I will say Joe Judge is going to get a lot of the heat as the head coach, but I think you got to look at Gettleman. And I think Gettleman really set the tone and did a lot worse for this franchise. I think Gettleman was their biggest problem. And that just that's gonna be hard to rectify. It's gonna be hard to turn it around. Um, when you get Saquon Barkley as the second overall pick in the draft, and you have zero offensive line, you don't really have. Well, you had OBJ, but 
He's coming off injury. Yep. Plus, he's mouthy. You have an aging quarterback. Your defense was all right, but big contracts here and there, but it was aging. I mean, you looked like you were just trying to quite quickly catch up with the Dallas Cowboys and with other teams in the NFL. And it just wasn't going to happen for you. There was just yeah. no way. Um, it sucks for them, and it sucks that, that it happened like that. But what they should have done was if they thought they were going to go with Saquon there, what they should have really considered was then trading out of that pick. Um, they could have done that too. Like, like, for instance, if the Cowboys would have drafted Johnny Manziel when they wanted to, apparently, and instead they drafted Zach Martin. I mean, imagine how that could have set the franchise back Jesus a little Christ. bit. So, like, <laughs> thank God sometimes, like, people do get saved. And it's not like you can't turn it around. They have they have two top picks. Yeah. But – and they can – listen, obviously you might as well go with the devil you know with Daniel Jones because the problem is you've got a lot of, you've got a lot of holes. Yeah. And the one problem that I have with the Giants going for Russell Wilson is – what exactly are you willing to give up for Russell Wilson? Because if you're going to tell me that you're willing to give up Russell Wilson, I mean, your your two first round picks this year that are all that are five and seven, I believe, for Russell Wilson, who's coming into an organization with the same offensive line, yeah, the weapons in Seattle maybe are equal, just like the O line. They're maybe equal. To be completely honest, they may be better in Seattle. I don't know. Guess that depends on the week. Um, well, especially this year, because Metcalf was just completely non-existent this year, and yeah. and and Lockett, you know, it's his little target that he likes to go to. But again, outside of that, it's like the same. It's like the same team, except for Russell Wilson. Seattle's O line is not good. Their running back situation, they're always hurt. It's just like the Giants. The, the it's a rebuilding offensive line, and the the running back is always hurt, with inconsistent talent around him on the on the outside, and a defense that def- the Seattle's defense is just not good. You gave yeah. you gave the Jets two first round picks for Jamal Adams, who can't cover. He never could cover. And now you and now I got a top ten pick out of it. Come on, man. You know, I I th- I think that that's like that's the problem is when a lot because there's a lot of debate for Giant fans. Well, at least you get Russell Wilson, you can um, you can pretty much secure up the number one position in the NFL, and that's again that's true. But you have an aging quarterback in Russell Wilson, and you got to try to find the pieces and find them fast. So I would understand to go get Russell Wilson, but you can't be giving up those two first round picks. I'm sorry, you just can't. You need you you need something to yeah. build around. Um, I think that this team is kind of lost. Yeah, I still think they're I still think they're a defensive team. I think Patrick Graham did a, a pretty damn good job. I think their defense finished 11th. I think I again have to double check that, but their defense was pretty good majority of the year they're just on the field too much yeah. offensively they couldn't get their head out of their own ass and obviously the joe judge lost a complete locker room so why if i'm if i'm the mara family i want a complete reboot anyway honestly i just rather have a reboot i'd rather get 
new fresh minds in there and and let's redo the whole philosophy here let's redo the system and again i'll still say i'd say i trade saquon there's no doubt andrew thomas developed real nicely this year at left tackle so yeah. clearly you, you 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 secured the blind side the rest of the line is pretty shitty and it needs to be fixed and they keep whiffing on it too yeah and they're paying big contracts for the whiffs, and it's just like, at what point do we just like, kind of cut our losses? Because at some point you're gonna have to rebuild this thing, and yeah, and now you have to. I mean, look, you can you can wait another year and hope that a a better quarterback comes out in the draft, because if they if they roll into next season with what they have now, they will be the worst team in the league. Like a lot of people yeah. that that I follow are Giant fans, and they talk and they're like. People say, oh, Jacksonville or tennis, uh, the Texans are the worst team in the league. No, watch a Giants game. It is all, It is terrible. Like, it's depressing yeah. to watch. Like, they need to figure it out quick. And if they don't get the right coach in there, then they may be, they may be screwed for, like, the next 10 years. Because, Not by me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like... I know they're not comfortable with Daniel Jones. I, I, but I think, again, I don't know how they, because Dwayne Haskins wasn't the right pick either. Oh. So, no. I get, I guess you took the safer pick in Daniel Jones. You, you saw it on Dwayne Haskins' face the second that he was drafted. You knew that there was going to be some kind of attitude problem. So I mean, do oh you, yeah. Do you play? Do you go with Daniel Jones for one more year and hope? That he can a develop or b that there's a good quarterback coming out that you can just draft, because you need to shore up that position more than anything else. A running back, you can find one off the street and he could be good. Let's be honest, but you also need to I, build the offensive line. They have too many holes that there's question marks at. Yeah, and if they gave those two first round picks to Seattle, it's just like well. You're setting your franchise back because that's two premier positions that you can fill as opposed to one. So you might as well spend the two first-round picks on talent that's going to help rebuild your team. And then maybe yeah. and, and hope that Daniel Jones can at least get you somewhere. If not, then you can always draft the quarterback in the next draft and hope that he's and run with him and hope he's good. Instead of wasting yeah. your future on Russell Wilson, who, if I'm Russell Wilson and I'm looking around, I'm not going to New York. Why would I go there? Yeah, I've it's made the same shit. I've made an absolute load of money. Why would I go there and lose? Because look, I mean, Philly. You can say what you want about Philly. They were a surprise team for me this year. I don't. I think they're playing a little over their heads right now. Um, because you still don't know what you have in Jalen Hurts. Um, Jalen Rager ain't the answer. No. So, so I mean, yeah, they had a good run this year. I don't know how sustainable it is. Washington, who the hell knows what's going on there? And the only team you really have to compete with is Dallas, which look far and away better than everybody in that division. Yeah, by a mile. So they're, they are the team that you need to catch. So you need to use assets to try to catch them and try to be competitive. 
And bringing Russell Wilson in, yeah, he's a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. I don't think anybody's going to argue that. But again, Galladay being in and out of the lineup, not ca- not catching a touchdown. There is Tony who was making noise in the middle of the season and on his rookie deal. It's just what is what is going to happen if you do trade for Russell Wilson? How much? I don't how, think they can. How many? How many games are you possibly going to win more? With Russell Wilson, are you going to be able to take the next step and make it to the playoffs and compete? Because yes, Russell Wilson is a, arguably a top five quarterback. What is he going to do? He's going to die behind that offensive line, that run game that's non-existent, and they just can't do anything. So I think training for Russell Wilson would be a mistake. Um, but again. I don't know who would want to play for the Giants right now. It's hard to entice free agents to come play for you when you're this bad. Yeah, and, and your GM situation, your head coaching situation's all up in the air. Yeah, you know, right now it's it's pretty it's pretty awful. But to to me, they can't they can't do it. They can't trade for him. There's just no there's just no way. You got to ride with Daniel Jones one more season. You just have to. I mean, unless you can get Russell Wilson on a good deal. Which you're not gonna get. <laughs> it's it's just yeah. you're gonna give up a lot for him. Um, but yeah, I just I don't think it's smart. I think I think they need to bring in a coaching staff and a GM that knows what they're doing, and that can draft well because they they need it, or else they're just gonna be in in the bottom of the league again. Um, but yeah, m- moving on from that again, we had we had Mike Zimmer being fired, Matt Nagy. Gone, which we've been saying since like the the middle of the season that these dudes were going to be gone, but the big surprise was Brian Flores from the Dolphins. That was ridiculous. Now, from everything that I'm reading, it's like a clash of power essentially. So he wasn't seeing eye to eye with the owner and the GM, which is what I've been seeing, which makes sense because. I think this. I think the Tua thing is probably looming large at some point here. It, it's got to be one of the big, like discussions and like turning points for this team, where yeah. you don't know what you. It doesn't seem like they know what they want. Do they want Tua or do they want Watson or do they want to go a different way? Because look, not for nothing, you tanked for Tua. This is what you wanted. You got what you wanted in Tua, so. Are you going to make a move for Deshaun Watson? Or are you going to keep Tua? Because, again, this was a year that, yeah, their record looks good, but their schedule was, at the back end, was bad. And, look, at the end of the day, record tells you all you need to know. They're, yeah. They're a decent football team. I can sit here and say that. But I don't... If it wasn't for that easy stretch of schedule, they would have been under five hundred. And Brian Flores, I don't believe, has a winning record as their head coach. I think he's like 23 and 25, if I'm not mistaken. So Yeah, 24 and 25. So he didn't have – it's not like he had a winning record. But again, he was a guy that it seemed like players wanted to play for and that he he did well enough to to keep coaching this football team. Well, so, let's, let's think about – you said Mike Zimmer, right? Yeah. Been there eight years, getting stale. Matt yeah. Nagy, 
fall off the face of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Judge, absolute dog shit shit show. Yes. Um. When you when you look at just and hear those names, when you look at Brian Flores, does Brian Flores' team look like an absolute dog shit no. shit show? No. Or does it look like a team that's at least competing? Competing, yes. maybe possibly on the rise. Cause yes. From what I read, it was that I think it was the powers that be wanted Tua and he wanted Justin Herbert. Yes. And all I all I will say is the Dolphins have done this before, and Nick Saban wanted Drew Brees, and they didn't want Drew Brees. And that's all – history shows themselves. Yeah. So when the Dolphins don't listen to their head coach, it doesn't seem to be a good idea because the Miami Dolphins seem to believe, well, we're the Miami Dolphins. Who doesn't want to play for us? You really haven't been relevant for very many years. Yeah. Um, you have one good year every five to six seasons. You look like maybe you're getting it right, and then you fall down the shitter. You have a very expensive defense. You have some big-ass contracts. Waddle seemed to be damn good. Yeah. Good for you. You you, you got that great. Um, two is up and down. Yeah. Two is very up and down. So, listen. Uh, Brian Flores, to me, definitely shouldn't have been fired. Should have been given at least one more year. Yeah. Me, personally, listen. If Dan Quinn happens to go somewhere to coach... I think the Cowboys should definitely bring in Brian Flores to be defensive coordinator, like within a split second. Oh yeah. Um, I think Brian Flores gets a job pretty quickly. There's uh, no, there, there. He's the one coach where I can't see being on the market for very long. I just don't see how. Like, it's not that. Like, it's funny. Zimmer gets fired. A lot of players felt feel for him. A lot of people felt for him. Like, I mean, a lot of people actually liked Mike Zimmer. Yeah. So. It's not like, like everybody understood it. It was like, listen, um, it's just not working. We got to go a different route. That's what it is. Um, it just didn't work. And, and he helped. And he helped their culture. He helped Minnesota out. He helped them become a better team, a relevant team. Um, you know, whether you, you like Kirk Cousins or not, he was able to get Kirk Cousins there. Uh, I still think they're a better team with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has probably been their best quarterback, arguably since Culpepper. Yeah. Um. So I mean. What was there to hate a lot? Justin Jefferson was there. He built a nice defense at, at one time. It started to fall apart for whatever reason. And it just got stale. Joe Judge, absolute dog shit shit show. Yeah. Absolute shit show. Um, you look at Matt Nagy, shit show. I don't know what the hell's going on over there. And their GM got fired. Should have been gotten fired. Um, you look at the Broncos, eh, you know, listen. What, what do you want? Like, Were they – yeah, like, like the the team is the team is good. It's just it seems like they're just a couple pieces away, especially the quarterback. If you can get the quarterback in there, you got good weapons on offense, and that defense you gotta, still has no slouch. Yeah, yeah you, you got you actually damaged. have a pretty good team. So you can make the argument there that they're just a quarterback away too. But yeah, but I mean the Dolphins. I think there's a there's just a lot of question marks, and. The, the, the GM and the coach and the owner just don't see eye to eye. And I guess that was the falling out point. Um, but again, how, like, for Miami, how much did this set your team back? Because he seemed like a good coach. He got his players yeah. up and, and ready to play and being competitive. So, yeah. If you now bring in somebody that players don't necessarily are in favor for. 
it's just like, okay, then maybe some players don't play as hard and maybe they don't win as many games. So it's like, why, why f- mess with it when you don't need to? It's not necessarily broken. You just have an indifference on your opinions. You got to learn to get through that crap and just figure it out. Where you yeah. okay if you don't want Tua, then go out and make a play for Deshaun Watson. If you really yeah. wanted to, because you have some nice pieces in place, that offensive line is coming together, the defense is still pretty good. You can make it. You can make it work with Deshaun Watson if you really yeah. wanted to. Because if you can, if you can replace Tua with Watson, you can get a couple more of those wins. You can maybe be oh, like a, a a ten win team. Maybe you can compete more in the division, even though they always beat the Patriots in Miami. Go figure. Makes makes no sense. <laughs> makes no sense. But again, I don't think firing your coach when you don't need to. I think that's a mistake because a lot of teams don't have stability like that, and it seemed like the players wanted to play for him, and it's not like he was doing a terrible job. If you compare yeah. his to Joe Judge, it's it's night and day. It's not even close. And again, Nagy, like you said, you don't know what's going on. I don't know I don't know why they couldn't prepare Justin Fields better. It's that's just a mind blowing thing to me was they couldn't come up with with anything for Justin Fields. Like we said, Zimmer, the team just got old and it just but but they're starting to rebuild and it's not it's not translating to the field, essentially. So <clears throat> I I don't know. Every every one of them is justifiable, except the Dolphins one. And if it's a power, yeah. if it's because of the power, then fine. But I think you made a mistake in letting him go. Um, and you better pray to God that this next coach that comes in works, or else you're gonna look very bad moving forward. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Um. There's really not much to talk about with the Jets this week, honestly. Um, it was a bad game. Uh, the, the the scoreboard showed that they were in it for a while. They really weren't in it. They were being outplayed in every every facet of the game. They were just they were just being outplayed. Um, going into the off season, I think we're gonna do like a report card, like team review show at the end of the season after the Super Bowl. So I won't really yeah. say much, but. Um, again, they just, they need to have these draft picks hit and they need to make some free agency acquisitions and maybe make a couple big trades here and there because word out on the street is Calvin Ridley may want out of Atlanta. And if you can go out and get yourself a Calvin Ridley, I think almost every team should be in on Calvin Ridley, honestly. It's just it's tough because you don't know the situation at hand because he he yeah. has been out with that with the mental health stuff. So it's you can tread lightly with that. You can see what's going on and everything, but you pull the trigger on that, do you give up draft aspect uh assets for that? I don't know, but I would guarantee almost every team in the league would want Calvin Ridley on their team. Well, I I, I think it's, you know, I think that just Clearly depends on, on what you would have to give up for him. Um, I think yeah, you should. You might as well. You know, if you can get him, why not? Yeah. Um, I think it can help and fix your receiving problem a little bit. 
but um, I I think you guys have clearly some you know some holes still, and obviously I'm not gonna get too into it. Yeah. But I I just think you know at least your team showed a little bit more fight towards the end of the year, in my opinion. At least I mean that's a positive to take from it, but you're gonna start to need uh need to see strides. Yeah. From Wilson and the and the coaching staff, not just Wilson, but the coaching staff, because a lot of a lot of moves this season were definitely rookie moves, and a lot of listen, it was a rookie season for both parties. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. Th- again, I'll I'll get more into the Jets when when the time comes, but I mean, look, this game against Buffalo, it just wasn't close. I told you I thought it was going to be a brutal game. The offense was just. Look, he was throwing to people I've never even heard of. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, when when you're missing your top four receivers, who what do you want the dude to do? It's it's yeah. so difficult. So it is what it is, man. The season is literally over for me. Granted, I say that it's it's been over since like week eight, which it really has been. But man, I just I don't want to wait to watch the, the team play. No matter how bad they are, I just I want to watch them play. <laughs> yeah, we, it's it's football. Oh. Football's our kind of football's our kind of thing, you know. Uh, and like I said, it, it's it's kind of uh, for you. I think I think you got to feel obviously you're probably a little relieved in one way because you know it's I over think, and and you yeah. can finally just focus on on the off season <laughs> shit. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to the off season. Like I said, I've, I've already watched about a thousand mock drafts and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'll be a fun off season. I think a lot of stuff needs to happen. I think it will to make this team better. So yeah. Uh, did you want to touch on the Cowboys? I mean, they kind of just beat up on them. You know, you know <laughs> something again, that it was another game that you, there's nothing really to say. Um, I personally, I thought it said a little bit about Philadelphia. I know, and I, and I'm not trying to, to you know, make the Cowboys seem bigger and better than what they really were. Um, I, I just, I felt like Philadelphia laid down. I mean, completely. And in the beginning, you know, uh, their backup offense a little bit moved down the field against our defense, um, but. The the Cowboys defense wasn't wasn't doing anything spectacular. Like they were playing to me what I what you would call as a vanilla defense. Okay. Um, I think they were just trying to play the game, do what they could do, get out healthy, and just get some momentum. And I thought they excelled on all parts to do that. Everybody remained healthy. Parsons just came off COVID list, so did Tyron Smith. So. I mean, you know, all you can do is you just get ready for the 49ers and just hope that you don't think our offense is absolutely fixed because I've said it before and I kept saying it and I'm going to keep saying it. Um, They got to do something against a good team, a, a winning team, and this is the time now. And honestly, their season is 0-0 now and nobody yep. gives a shit. So now it's time to put up or shut up. And you guys were good. Well, you're going to be at home against the 49ers, an old 90s rivalry right there. Yeah. And their fan base travels pretty well. <clears throat> so uh, I think it was this week they went against uh, 
The Rams. They went against the Rams, right? Yep, and they came and back and they did won. You, did you see that stadium? Yeah. Well, it was look, very red. Well, le- well, let's be honest. Neither of the LA teams sell out well. No, they don't. But it's I'm like, just saying, it's like, almost like a road. It's almost like a road game for the, the Chargers or the Rams. Almost exactly. always. Exactly. And I'm not saying that that I don't expect Dallas to show up. You know. Oh, they will. Their yeah, their fan base is going to show up. Yeah. But it's just you know you got to just prove yourselves, and they got Debo Samuel that they have. You know. They need a, to lock him a down. Handful. Yeah. They got to lock him down. Do what they got to do, and I think what scares me the most is that they're going to want to do that short pass bullshit against us yeah. and the run game. Because how do you take away our best aspect on defense? And that's the pass rush. Because by far, the better aspect is pass rush. Yeah. If you can leave our defense out there too long and they get gas, it's over. I yeah. mean, it, and, then, and they're a the, fast our, team. They are a fast team, right? And, and for the Cowboys, they have to get momentum on offense going into this game. And they have to get the run game going. Because this week, though they didn't have Pollard, they looked good because of the run game. And you're going to have Tyron Smith back, but you need to be able to control the clock. You need to be able to control the yeah. tempo. And then when they do that hurry-up offense and that, that quick shit, they they honestly do really well. And they just need to just get their head out of their own ass and just fucking play to their potential. And I think they'll, and then they should be okay. Personally, I probably wanted to verse Philly again, though I don't like versing an opponent three times, just because it's too many times. And yeah. after whooping their, after whooping their ass so bad the last week, I was like, listen, I mean, that's more than enough motivation for them to come back and beat you. Um, and let's be honest, the Cardinals were going to be a hell of a fucking tough battle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some people were saying that we were going to get spanked by the Cardinals. I don't know if we were going to get spanked. Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like I said, we've been saying it for weeks now. I don't trust Arizona. They just lost yeah. a bad game to Seattle, who they really should have beat. And they yeah, just... and Seattle fought, man. Yeah. But, again, that's a divisional game, so you're probably going to expect fight no matter what. But it's a game for Arizona where yeah. you can't – you shouldn't be losing these games. Especially no. come off a good win against Dallas the week before. Yeah, you played your hearts out, and they they, they skipped. You know, I mean, they they kicked the shit out of us, and and that way, just by you know pissing us off enough. But yeah, I mean, it's not like they beat us by like ten, fourteen, twenty one yeah, points. Yeah, three points. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I I just you know I'm excited. I'm gonna be nervous. Um. And you know, I'm in, I'm going to be locked in at 4:30 on Sunday for sure. <laughs> you you know exactly where I'm going to be. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have the whole case of beers with you. <laughs> yeah, listen, whether I got to have four beers, eight beers, twelve beers, whatever it's going to take. <laughs> whatever gets you through the game. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to care. <laughs> um. All right, let's let's touch on this this Chargers Vegas game. Ooh. Because this this was chaos. <laughs> so. Vegas played the Chargers on Monday night or Sunday night, whenever it was. And if the game ended in a tie, both the Chargers and the Raiders would have made the playoffs, knocking the Steelers out. Who the Steelers are in that position because the Jaguars beat the Colts. Like, yes, <laughs> I was so, I was so annoyed because 
I was like, finally, I said something in the middle of the season about the Colts, and they're gonna they're gonna be hot, and they're gonna make a run, and they're gonna make me look somewhat like decently smart that I called something <clears throat> right. Yeah, like like almost just, something like you like you didn't miss, but just the crap on me the last two weeks. Just to just to shit on your face there, dude. <laughs> like like I said in the beginning, oh. you know, like AB, bro. I'm you know I'm all there, bro. It it's just, all happening. To the Jaguars, you should have. First of all, you should have won this game in the first half. You should have had to all play right, so a half of football. So then let's we'll talk about that game real quick before okay. we go to the Chargers and, and Raiders because the Colts. I was I was with you. And I and I had thought that you know, with Jonathan Taylor and then you know Carson Wentz wasn't playing that bad, you know I was like, listen, man, this this could be a team that you don't want to see in the postseason, just because they can play good, you know, on all three levels of the game. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, something happened, and I guess Carson Wentz came back. <laughs> the real Carson Wentz came back. <laughs> and you know something. If you're the Colts, I, I, I hate to say it, man. I was, I, I almost was expecting Frank Wright to be fired. Quite honestly, you were given a, a layup with the Jaguars. Yeah. And why? Why? Why did the Jaguars want to win? They didn't. They don't want to win. They they got they they got to win, and they kept the first overall pick. Yeah. They knocked out a divisional opponent when they were so hot that you couldn't even touch them. And Jacksonville's like, where do you think you're going? <laughs> you're not going anywhere. Sorry. And just like that, the Colts missed the postseason. And we thought for sure they should not. They had two weeks to wrap it up. And I get that the Raider game, fine, it was, it was close and everything two weeks ago. Like, you can kind of expect that. But there is no excuse the way that you played this weekend against Jacksonville. 11 points. 11 points. And Carson Wentz was just awful. He was just terrible. Really bad. I don't even think he threw for 200 yards. No. He threw for 185. 185, bro. He's a joke. I'm tired of the argument who was better, Dak or or Wentz. Bro, it's (laughs) not even an argument. You're not even going to get me on that, boy. And, like, the fact that you only gave Jonathan Taylor 15 touches is like, come on, dude. What are you doing? Ride the hot hand. He is your hand. Ride that boy to the to the postseason. But nope. Old Carson Wentz came and and's like, ah, eh, you know what? I don't want to go to the playoffs this year. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's like, no, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. So so fast forward. At the same time, actually, Pittsburgh and Baltimore were close to ending in a tie as well. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> It was it was chaos in the one o'clock games. It was just chaos everywhere. So, with the Colts losing, opened the door for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh then won their game in overtime, which now they're sitting in a playoff spot, just as long as the Raiders and the Chargers don't tie. Which again, that's all they have to do. How often do you see a tie in the NFL? Once or twice a season, maybe. Exactly. Well, recently, yeah, it's been more and more often now. So, then this game comes around where Vegas kind of has a grasp. They're winning by 15 with, like, 
nine minutes left in the game. Lo and behold, here comes Justin Herbert and company, and they're driving down the goddamn field left and right, and they tie the game up. They tie the game up. Yep. Overtime we go. And we sat here and we're like, there's no way that both teams would just like take a knee and just accept that they both go in. So the opening drive, Vegas kind of chews a lot of the clock down. Yeah. Kick a field goal. Chargers come down. They tie the game. Vegas gets the ball back with, I think, like two minutes left or something. Yeah. And they're driving, they're driving. And they're about, I think, close to the 40-ish. And it's like third and f- it's like third and five or third and medium, whatever it was. And supposedly the story is that they were gonna run the clock out and just take the tie. So then the Chargers were like, "Nah, we're gonna call timeout." So everyone was scratching their head, like, "Why? Why would he call a timeout? Just play for the tie. Like, there's no reason. They're not gonna do anything." So. The head coach of the Chargers was like, we wanted to get the best defensive personnel on the field. Because it was third down. If they would have stopped him, it would have been like a 50-something yard field. Like a 57-yard field goal or something. Yeah. So he called the time. And, and people also don't want to acknowledge that the play clock was like down to five. So he called the timeout to get his defense on the field to hopefully stop him on third down. Which, yeah. which in reality makes sense. Because if you can force him to kick a 57-yard field goal... And they miss, then you have to get, what, 20, 30, 25, 30 yards? And then you can and kick your you own field goal and win. Yeah. Or I think the timeout was way blown out of proportion. And people are people. people are like freaking out over it. But I'm like, not for nothing. If I'm Oakland, not Oakland, if I'm Vegas, I'm like, why? Like, it's a good thing that I kicked this field goal because I'm knocking a divisional opponent out of the playoffs. Like why would I why would I play for a tie? Well it, also and also you gotta look at it this way. If Oakland Vegas. ties I mean Ve- yeah, see you <laughs> fucked me up. If if Vegas ties, if I'm not mistaken, they play the Vegas Chiefs. Got the Chiefs. So exactly. you might as well win the game and not have to play the Chiefs because now you knock a, a yeah. divisional opponent out. Fuck that kneeling shit. It's 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 a Fuck that. it's a win win. You don't have to play arguably one of the best teams in the AFC, and you knock out the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, listen, the Bengals aren't going to be a you know no slouch, but it's better than I'm going to Kansas rather, City. Way better, especially because the Bengals are only five and four at home, so it's not like they're killing it. Yeah, at home. And and look, if you're if you're Vegas, you could I think you can hang with. I think you can actually win this game against Cincinnati. If you play your full potential, yeah, why not? So it's like, like I'm not settling for a tie. Why would I want that? No, absolutely screw not. my Fuck screw that. my divisional opponent. Who honestly, it's the same old Chargers. We've been saying it forever. They always do this crap where they either start slow or they end slow. And this year they they lost three of their last four, which they could have won three of their last four. Yeah, it's the same old Chargers, man. It's it. You can't boil it down to the timeout because. Honestly, what I think is that I think they should have done what they did. They should have called the timeout and been done with it. But if I'm if I'm Vegas, I'm like I'm not playing. I don't want to go to the Chiefs. Screw that noise. Even though, no. even though you play well against the Chiefs, they do. Vegas plays yeah. very well against the Chiefs. They do. They always have. But, but I 
but, don't like my chances. But I'm give sorry. give me Cincinnati instead of the Chiefs and be done with it yeah. and knock it. You're killing two birds with one stone. You're getting the weaker opponent and you're knocking out a divisional opponent as opposed to tying, giving your divisional opponent a playoff berth and play Kansas City. Sorry, I'm taking yeah. the field. I'm going for the win regardless. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's blown way out of proportion. But I understand the argument where you're guaranteed a playoff spot regardless. So, it's a matter of who you no, want to play I, I, listen, and, and all that. I I totally understand. I totally get that. You know, listen, you look at both players. I mean, both teams go, hey, listen, what? Uh, if we run the clock out here and we just take the knee or, or whatever the case may be, we both go home. We're both in the playoffs. Like, I... I probably understand it too, because you look at him and go, "All right, you know what? What we're both in the playoffs." I mean, I think that would, and I'm and I'm being honest. I think it would have happened if there was no field, like if they were like in a sixty field goal range, or, yeah, or sixty, and it was like, you know what? Listen, maybe we just tie it, or you go, you know what? We trust our punter. We're gonna punt it, try to back you up, and then you make the call. <laughs> which then which at that point call. which at that point they would have just needed themselves. Yeah, the Chargers definitely. So like cuz if you're back listen, if you're backed up and all you have to do is take one or two knees and you know that you're just you're going to go to the playoffs, you'd be stupid not to, Nick. Yeah. You'd be dumb not to. So again, I don't the, the, the that's why people get paid the big bucks. <laughs> it's to yeah, make right? decisions like that. Granted, I'm not in that position. I don't make the calls. It's it is a head scratcher at some levels, but again, you need to play the other side and see what they were thinking instead of just the yeah. overall story. Um, but uh, we got the playoffs, we got the playoff matchup. We can run through that real quick, and then we can wrap the show up. Hopefully, we're in person next week. I don't know what the uh, the quarantine's looking like over there in, in John Land, but yeah. We got Pittsburgh, Kansas City. Look, Kansas City, uh, Pittsburgh got in by the skin of their teeth. Let's be honest. Yeah, let's be um, for real. I don't see this going Pittsburgh's way. I think this may be a blowout, but again, this season has been as weird as it's ever been, honestly. And anything can happen. I mean, Kansas City is opening up as a twelve-point favorite. Jesus, but but for again, but that's that's. That seems right because Pittsburgh and Big Ben have not looked good this year. No, they've, they, they've, listen, they've they've had their moments where they haven't looked bad, but Kansas City's also doing really good. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I think Kansas City wins this game. I think maybe fairly easily. I think, like we were talking before the show, probably the second half for a lot of these teams will probably be. When they really like explode, um, yeah, quite possibly, yeah. Then we have quite possibly the most interesting matchup of the weekend is the Patriots going to the Bills. Oh, I'm super fascinated. Like we saw the last time they played in that Hurricane Bowl, yeah, game, yeah, which is not going to happen this this time around. So it won't be that bland or that boring. Um, but again. This is the third time they're playing this year, so. I mean, I think it could be a boring game, but I could see I it being a boring is, game. I, I think this is Buffalo's opportunity to to 
say, you know what? This is where they need to make you're, their money, right here. You're not, you're not, you're not hot right now. Patriots are cold. Yeah, they're as cold as the weather right now. They're fucking cold, and Buffalo is coming off pretty strong. So personally, I like the Bills in this game. Um, yeah, I think Mac Jones has gotten figured out a little bit right now, and we'll see how Mac Jones performs in the postseason. Last time these guys faced, I think, what, Mac Jones threw it for, like, five times? Yeah. <laughs> I think so, it, it may have been less than five. So I think, I think it was three. And I'm going to tell you something. It's the postseason. He's going to have to throw it more than that. Yeah, for and, sure. and like we've been saying, if Mac Jones can fall behind by two possessions and you make him throw the ball more, I think this team could be in a world of trouble. It's just oh, a ma- yes. It's just a matter of... Can Buffalo open up a, an, enough of a lead to make him have to throw the ball? At least downfield yeah, I mean, Listen, if, if Buffalo comes out and, and that first half they could put up a 21-24 spot, yikes. You know, and start taking a, a two-possession lead yeah. right off the rip. I mean, God forbid they go into the halftime and it's 24-3 to Buffalo. You're the Patriots that's not favoriting you at all. Mac Jones also has got to start throwing too much. Yeah, and look, it's a rookie quarterback. He's going to make rookie mistakes at some point. And if yep. you if you can get to Mac Jones and make him throw some not-so-confident balls, you can win this game fairly easily. But again, you have to think about who's on the other sidelines is Bill Belichick. And you've you got to yeah. think that he's got to have something up his sleeve for this game. And it's not throwing the ball three times. Yep. So, I mean, I think that should be a good game. Hopefully, hopefully the, the weather doesn't play too much of a factor. Because it's supposed to be like in the single digits and I don't know. <laughs> but, th- but this is why they drafted Josh Allen was because of games like this. Cold. Yeah. Possibly windy, possibly snowy. This is why you drafted big Josh game, Allen. Big game, big arm. Yep. Yep. Um... Then we have the the Raiders and the Bengals. We said before the show that we think this could possibly be a slugfest where teams are just putting up points on one another. It's it's quite possible, Nick. Because <laughs> Derek Carr, I don't know how he's doing it with the weapons that he has or everything that has happened this year, but give me some yeah. Derek Carr. Joe Burrow... And Jamar Chase are dynamic. Um, they can make you pay. And even T. Higgins over there is nice. Mixon's having a nice year. I mean, it has all the recipes for a big game for both. Um, Absolutely. And you don't know how Burrow's going to do in his first postseason. Well, this this is the stigma that the Chargers had, the Bengals have. Bengals get into the postseason and one and done. Yeah. That's what the Bengals are known for. That they've been here before with Andy Dalton a lot, and they got killed, and they get shut out, or they get they lose every single time. So now it's time for Joe Burrow to see if he can end that stigma. And I think it's not going to be an easy task. They definitely can do it, but I think this could be a slugfest. This could be one of those, you know, 38-34, 42-34 yeah. game. You know, both teams putting up at least five touchdowns. And And – I think it's going to come down to the Raiders' defense. If Max Crosby can have another game like he did against the Chargers, against Oof. Burrow, 
it's going to be tough for for Cincy to win this game because look, you can't do anything if your quarter, if your quarterback's on his back on the ground. There's nothing you can yeah, do. Yeah, scram, scrambling for his life. So I think I think you need to look at Oakland's pass rush in this game and just make Burrow as uncomfortable as humanly possible, and don't let Jamar Chase get open. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. Vegas is going to have to double team him. Going to have to, and try to just. They're gonna just try to have to pressure, uh, pressure, pressure Joe Burrow, yeah, and just try to get Mixon, uh, yeah. contained, exactly, so that you can't run the ball. You have to throw the ball, and usually when you throw the ball too many times, bad things happen. Yep. Uh, moving on to the NFC, we have the Eagles and the Bucks. Look, it's Tom Brady. I am not betting against him. I don't think the Eagles are particularly a good team. I think they're average. Um, I think they had. Quite a few games this year that were kind of a cakewalk, but again, it's Jalen Hurts. We don't really know what we have in him. Um, I can't don't bet trust against him. I can't bet against Brady in this situation. Never. Uh, even if his weapons are banged up, <clears throat> I just I can't I can't see myself sitting here saying that the Eagles are going to win this game. I just simply can't. No. <laughs> I think it's it's not looking good for him. Yeah. No. I mean, look, the Eagles got to the playoffs when really they really shouldn't have been there. Let's be honest. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. So, I mean, look, they're there. Fine, whatever. If you feel like you have Jalen Hurts as your future quarterback, then fine. I again, I don't watch enough Eagle games to really know, but I don't. I don't know if Jalen Hurts is the answer. I know who's not he the has, answer is Jalen Rager. Way, he has way too many up and down games. Hurts way yeah. too many. And Jalen Rager. Simply is not it. He he is not good. But yeah, I I have the Bucks winning pretty easily in this one. Yeah, that's another one of those. I think though that and and like we said, the Kansas City one. Those those are the two blowouts. Yeah. Blowouts of the weekend. Uh, then we have San Francisco versus your Dallas Cowboys. We touched on it before. I think if Dallas's defense can contain the speed of the offense of the Forty ers I think. You should be able to win. I think <clears throat> if you can if you can make Jimmy G try to beat you, I think you have a very good chance of winning this game. Because again, I don't think I, think I think Jimmy G is a very average quarterback. I think that's what you have to do. You have to make it a Jimmy G show. Um I, and again, I think if the the Cowboys need to actually get the dual threat at running back going. I really do, I listen, I'm not trying to say that Dak Prescott can't win the game. I'm not trying to say anything less of him. I just think they're such a better offense when their running game is going. Like yeah. this is the postseason. If the run game is going and it's going fantastic like it's it's working, just fucking continue to pound the ball. In the postseason the last couple of years or the last couple of times, it's just been they were run and then they would just go away from it. And I'm like, can we stop the bullshit? Mm. Like if you see that it's working for you, just fucking run the ball. Because yeah. the 49ers can run the ball with Debo and Elijah Mitchell. I'm, they're not afraid to run the ball. That's their strength. So fucking match them. Because I'll tell you now, you got more weapons than them. That's for absolutely damn sure. Yes, 100%. You're better than them at at the quarterback position and at the wide receiver position. You make a case if yeah. Debo Samuels is their running back, then fine. But again, you have a two-headed monster with Pollard and Zeke as opposed to I'd rather have Pollard and Zeke over Debo and Mitchell, personally. Yeah. But, again, it's going to come down to controlling the clock 
at controlling this game with the run game and see if you can't get in and get out and just be done with it. And, yeah. ma- and make it a Jimmy G show because we all know the story of Jimmy G. He's an average quarterback. He misses easy throws, and he, he kind of costs his, his team some games here and there. It's just a matter of getting to him. You have Micah Parsons. Get him in the in the backfield as fast as possible and make Jimmy G's life a living hell in this game. Yeah, it's time to show up, kid. And then the final game we have, Arizona and the Rams. I mean, look, divisional rival game. This should be a good game. Like it's. I I think it's gonna be a good game. I definitely. Think I it's really. Be a good I just. Game. I hope Arizona doesn't crap the bed again and they play a good four quarters of football. Because this is the the mo of Arizona since Kyler Murray's gotten there. They've just fizzled out at the end where they just can't. Whether they miss the playoffs or they just can't do anything. And yeah. this is a game where you need to show up. You're not going to have D-Hop. I don't know if you're going to have D-Hop back if you keep making this run. But you need to – look, James Conner, um, Chase Edmonds, get them going. You have Christian Kirk. I mean, you have Zach Ertz. You have decent weapons to compete. It's just a matter of – or at least the Rams – which Matt Stafford's gonna show up? Yeah, because Matt Stafford's had some some clunkers of some games this year where he has not looked good, and you just gotta hope that it doesn't happen here. You don't need Detroit Lions Matt Stafford to show up because if you do, no. you may be in in a world of trouble. It it looks like you you be getting bounced pretty yeah. quick. So again, this one. This one should be arguably the best game of the weekend, in my eyes. Aside from New England-Buffalo and maybe the Raiders and the Bengals, I think this one has the most potential to be the best one of the weekend. Yeah. Because I think think the Patriot and Bills one, I think, can be a boring game until maybe the fourth quarter where teams just start trying to punch each other out. And then... It depends what teams you get for the Bengals and the Raiders. Yeah, and I and I think it's you know Bills and Patriots. That's going to be another close game. I mean, let's. I'll be honest, man. I think Cowboys and Forty Nineers. Like that could be another fucking close heart attack game. I can see you it. Know, yeah. They don't like to make it easy for me in the playoffs. <laughs> no sir. But uh, yeah. So the, the the stage is set. We got that this weekend. So. The wild card weekend is here. It yeah. is upon us. Playoffs are here. Yes, I can't believe it, dude. It, it feels like just Blink yesterday. It feels like just yesterday we were doing the pre-show. Blink of an eye, uh, just like that, man. Brutal. And Eric Waddle came out of retirement and signed with the Rams. Yeah, so. that, like it's what fucking the fucking bullshit. Like Eric Waddle, what are we doing, dude? Now all of a sudden That's you can bullshit. start just signing people. Like what? Like they're like, ah, you know what? I'm gonna rest up for the playoffs. Like we what? Stop that shit. <laughs> If I need a blocking, sense. if I need a blocking tight end, can I sign Jason Witten? Yeah, right. Like, what the hell is going on? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> can Demarcus Ware come out of retirement for a couple of games? <laughs> Try to get him another ring. <laughs> oh, it, it. You just reminded me. They showed Andrew Luck at the national championship game. Good God! And oh my God, what what was that? <laughs> what was that? He. 
That was that was brutal. What he looked like. It looks like why. he doesn't eat. Yeah, he looks like he was like, I need to drop weight, and I was like, but you weren't fat. He's like, no, I just need to drop weight. Like, I, like it looks like he was like, I really didn't like to lift weights, so I stopped lifting weights. Jesus, man. Like, good for him. I always liked Andrew Luck. Good dude. Oh, dude. God, we missed out on his career. <laughs> what I think really could have been, personally. All right, Johnny. Uh, anything else you want to say before we head out of here? Uh, no, but this recording will be the last time that I will be in my 20s. Hey, yeah, that's right. Your birthday is tomorrow, right? It's over. Yeah, I will be dead. <laughs> it's so fun. Well, your your birthday. Final recording of me. Well, happy birthday to you. Happy early birthday. Happy birthday to my pops as well. His was yesterday. Oh, so, shit, T-Bow. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, man, it, it's fun. It's been fun, man. Hundred percent. If they want to, if they want to contact you, right? Wish you a happy birthday. Where can where can they do that? At Johnny Mons on Twitter. I can save your life one tweet at a time, though I won't be saving it tomorrow. Yeah. Because fuck you guys. You doing anything <laughs> special tomorrow or no? Uh, not that I really know of. Oh, okay. Probably nothing crazy. <laughs> All right. Uh, probably. I order out food or something. Ooh, okay. Maybe drink. I don't know. <laughs> if you want to find me on the interwebs, Twitter and Instagram, uh, dbor2730, that's dbor2730, Twitter and Instagram. Follow the show on all major podcast platforms, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Brotherhood of Podcasting. On all platforms, and uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoy Wildcard Weekend, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Goodbye. Catch you on the flippity flip.